You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Hey, arguing about semantics. Or, or, or how things are referred to. But on this episode, I'm going to kind of make a little bit of an exception because I want to talk a little bit about launching NFTs, especially for brands, but not calling them NFTs. And even the idea of helping people create wallets, but not calling them wallets. I think this is an interesting slippery slope and just something we have to be aware of as a community. It's also something we should be aware of as we're onboarding friends and family and those that are in this space. But before I do so, of course, going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Crypto Business Conference. I'm going to tell you a little bit at the end of the episode about how you can uh, consume some of the content, even if you can't come out uh, to San Diego for the event. Uh, you can check that out. So we'll jump into that uh, at the end of the episode. So you might have heard, um, well, if you're in the NFT space, you definitely heard, like, this is like something you could not have avoided, that this small coffee company um, that apparently started somewhere in Seattle, I believe, uh, known as Starbucks, uh, recently kind of broke the, the NFT space uh, during a bear market while we're, we're all just sitting around waiting for the merge, uh, which I still feel, I don't know about any of my fellow millennials, Gen Xers, you, you, you were definitely included in this one. I know sometimes Gen Xers refer to themselves as the forgotten generation, but don't worry, I don't forget you. Um, but the, it feels a little bit like Y2K right now. For those that, you know, that remember that like 1999 turning over to 2000, you know, it's like we're all in, like waiting for the merge to happen, which is going to happen in a couple of hours, you know, from this recording of this episode. Um, but, at the same time, there's really going to be nothing that's going to happen. And I even put out a tweet kind of making fun of that. But during these last couple of days, Starbucks launched what they're calling the Odyssey Experience. Now, I'm, I don't care that they called it Odyssey Experience. And I actually kind of like what they kind of broke down as far as utility. I like that the idea that they're, you know, they refer to it as the Starbucks Odyssey, a new experience powered by Web3 technology that will offer Starbucks rewards members and Starbucks partners in the United States, sorry, Canada and the rest of the world, you are kind of uh, out, you know, out of luck on this one, uh, allowing you to purchase digital collectible assets that will unlock access to new benefits and immersive coffee experiences. As soon as I hear immersive copy experiences, I don't know. I, I want to laugh, but I also like it just I like that concept, like the idea of a immersive copy experiences. And they, they rolled out a wait list that you could sign up for. Uh, I know many of us have signed up for. But the the piece of this that I think is more interesting than the what they kind of, you know, I, I was actually surprised they called it leveraging Web3 technology, right? Because 
There are marketers, there are events, there are people right now that have never heard of Web3. There are people that don't even want me to talk about Web3 on stages because they don't believe their audiences are prepared for it. But in the first line of the press release that Starbucks put out, it literally says, leveraging Web3 technology will allow our members to access experiences and ownership that was not possible before Starbucks Odyssey. This will transcend the foundational benefits that our rewards members have come to love and unlock digital, physical, experimental benefits that are uniquely to Starbucks. Now, I actually, if you were, if you would have, if you would have had to put me, uh, you know, I don't like the analogy gun to my head, but if you would have, let's say if you would have told Brian, put money on the line. Does, if Starbucks rolls out a, uh, an NFT, like uh, experience will they use the word nft or they will they use the term web3 in their announcement i'm going to tell you that i i would put a hundred dollars on they would use nft before they would use web3 but i would have been a hundred i would have been out of a hundred bucks or you know at this point like 0.2 eth whatever eth is falling to at the moment but the reason i say that is because like I actually feel, and and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I I will just say, like, and real quick shout out, you know, Starbucks is working with an agency that is really well known in this uh, NFT space. Um, their their leaders on the team are heavily involved in lots of projects. Uh, they're board ape holders. I know they are they're involved in some of uh, the the Jekyll project. Um, there's there's really they they have a really good reputation. I don't know them personally, but. Um, I've heard nothing good but good things. So there, it shouldn't come to a surprise that, that some of the language in here, um, is actually really well done. But the reason I say that is because they're actually referring to these, um, you know, rather than calling them, you're buying an NFT, what you're buying is you are buying, um, or engaging with the Odyssey journeys. And the journeys are, will allow you to, to participate in a series of activities such as playing interactive games, taking fun challenges to deepen your knowledge of coffee and Starbucks. Members will be rewarded for completing their journeys with digital collectibles known as journey stamps. And then in parentheses, they put NFTs. Now, this is interesting, right? Because Instagram recently rolled out digital collectibles on their um, in their Instagram app. And what that means is you connect your wallet to your NFTs and they show up as digital collectibles on the um, Instagram side of the house. Now here, Starbucks is referring to them as journey stamps or limited edition stamps. And they're going to have different, you know, kind of uh, ones that you can, uh, you know, actually create. But the thing that I find very interesting is, you know, I wonder where the the narrative, you know, kind of was explored as far as not using the term NFTs, because here's here's the other part of the Starbucks announcement that not very many people are talking about. You will not be able to buy these these digital collectibles, these journey stamps with cryptocurrency. They will also not be connected or linked or part of a cryptocurrency wallet. Now you might be like, wait a second, Brian, aren't, didn't you say these are NFTs? Well, here's the interesting part is that they are using Polygon to mint and house the NFTs. They are collaborating with Nifty Gateway as far as bringing some of them, um, to life around, you know, marketplace and ownership. 
But what I found really interesting is that there will be no crypto wallet, you know, needed and they're not even going to accept cryptocurrencies. So the only way that you can actually buy these journey stamps or sell them would be using fiat, right? Which is probably the reason that they started rolled out only in the United States to begin with, because let's face it, as soon as you, you know, part of the beauty of crypto is that it, it removes the need for us to limit via borders. But if you're not going to accept crypto, you're only going to accept, uh, you know, cr- you know, fiat, um, then it probably makes more sense to limit the geography for your rollout. But I want to make one thing clear is like, I'm, I'm actually super impressed, proud, excited for Starbucks making this, this leap. But the reason that I wanted to kind of make an episode around this is that, you know, when we are onboarding people into this space, I will, I will agree a thousand percent that people do not care about the term blockchain. They do not want to know about how a blockchain works. It's kind of like we don't want to work, learn how our cell phone works. We just want it to freaking work, right? Like my cell phone does not work around my house. And I, the person that was trying to explain to me why they were going into where the towers were and, and the, the, the spots that, you know, there's a dead spot because there's a train tracks that near my house or whatever it may be. And I was just like, I don't care. I just wanted to, what do I need to make it work? And, you know, like, and I'm a tech guy, right? So like I, I fall into that, that, um, you know, part of the conversation, but the part of this that is worrisome for me, and this is based on my experience with, um, early adoption culture is that there is already confusion about what does digital ownership mean? There's already confusion within the Starbucks community of what the hell is this different than the rewards that are already in my app? Uh, you know, I jumped over to the, uh, this was a mistake. Uh, I jumped over to Reddit and I jumped into the Starbucks, uh, Reddit, uh, feed. Holy, uh, that was an interesting conversation and a rabbit hole that I looked at at, you know, 530 this morning on the plane. And I was like, wow, this is a hot mess. Right. But the interesting part was like, by not taking or using cryptocurrency, you remove the cryptocurrency, um, argument or discussion from Starbucks. But by including it as Web3 technology, now you're now you have to educate people on what is Web3 versus Web2. And then on top of it, saying that, you know, you've teamed up with Polygon, um, the Polygon blockchain. Well, now people are, are without question going to be confused because I know some of you might be thinking this as well. Wait a second. If they're using Polygon, wouldn't that mean they have to use Matic, right, which is the, the Polygon, uh, you know, the cryptocurrency that is uh, uh, with the Polygon uh blockchain and here's the here's the answer is no right and and this is where uh, we do a very bad job of this in the nft space we use the word ethereum and we seldom use ether right ether is the cryptocurrency ethereum is the blockchain but we will use dollar sign eth for the merge but really what is merging is the blockchain itself the cryptocurrency that the blockchain is 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 uh, the ether side of the house and I, this is where I like, this is where it goes down like a really weird rabbit hole of like, okay, now we're getting too geeky. We're getting too confusing, but this is actually my whole point. If someone is onboarded into the web three world via Starbucks, let's think about that experience. First of all, it does not open them to any kind of cryptocurrency um, discussion, which I'm okay with. I, I think the cryptocurrency financial component there um, can be a little bit um, interesting, but they are going to allow people to buy and sell them with fiat. So there still is the financial obligation. The other thing is that these journey stamps are going to be told, you are, you know, the, the language that is being put out is that it is 
that they are using Polygon. But now you have to ask yourself, well, I have Polygon NFTs. We've minted a bunch of Polygon NFTs with our NFT 365 collection. And guess what? They all show up inside of my MetaMask and inside of my OpenSea or whatever marketplace I'm using. Now, not all of the NFTs that I own, right? I own a couple of the, uh, and I don't recommend anyone buying these, the NFL uh not the NFL all day NFTs, but the NFL season NFTs that they, they launched with Ticketmaster on Polygon. Unfortunately, those are stuck into a wallet that is a Ticketmaster wallet. So I'm saying all of this because here's, here's where this kind of gets sticky is that someone all of a sudden is like, you know what, Brian, you know, I can see one of my friends, right? I can, I can even see my, my brother being like, Brian, you know what? I didn't believe in NFTs, but I went in and bought like a, a, a Starbucks journey stamp. It, it gave me the ability to go to Cuba and get to learn about, which actually is one of the, uh, is one of the, the giveaways. You can actually go there and you can get a, uh, a Cuban coffee experience is one of the things that, that you can actually win with their, uh, with the NFTs that Starbucks, sorry, with the journey stamps that Starbucks is, uh, is deploying. Um, and I could see my brother being like, you know what, Brian, I'm all in. I'm, I'm ready to go. And the question becomes, and this is where the question is for me is if someone is onboarded into this space and sees the light of digital ownership, are they really any more knowledgeable or prepared to be able to play in the the greater Web3 system? Because they don't have a cryptocurrency wallet. They are not able to buy or sell or trade their NFTs with cryptocurrency. They cannot view those NFTs inside of, uh, of OpenSea or some of the other marketplaces at the moment. And... The one of the things that we have yet to be, uh, kind of hear is that, you know, if someone is creating this Starbucks wallet when they're buying, it, it could be a custodial wallet, right? Which is a custodial wallet for those that aren't familiar with that terminology. I don't like the terminology to begin with, but custodial wallet just simply means you have a wallet that's created, but you don't have the seed phrase yourself. So like, if you have a, a Coinbase wallet, that is a custodial wallet, right? So um, I, I buy and, and, and convert my crypto via Coinbase, but I don't have the, the seed phrase for my Coinbase wallet. So in all likelihood or all intents and purposes, if Coinbase decided they no longer wanted me to trade or buy or, or do something, they actually own the keys. And I know that there's a lot of solutions that are, are focusing down this rabbit hole of you know, like, let's not make creating a wallet a barrier to entry and i can see the power in that but if we know that the the decentralized you know let's say value proposition is part of the foundation of web3 should we be calling what starbucks is rolling out web3 technology it's more like using the polygon blockchain to you know to digitally authenticate things but then it's kind of using it kind of, I would say, almost um, like side chain or, or, or kind of in parallel. And, and they're not the first ones to do this. This is the same as Recur, right? We had Zach on from Recur, um, which they're onboarding brands. And if everybody remembers, you can go onto the Recur marketplace. You can buy NFTs with, with, with actual you know, fiat on Recur, and you never have to create a wallet. Now, if you want to... Um, take them off of the recur marketplace uh, and it, there's an export button there. You have to actually then connect it to a wallet. So now 
it could be what Starbucks is doing, right? Starbucks might be giving us the opportunity to then connect to a wallet and move our journey stamps from our Starbucks, you know, marketplace into um, our, you know, non-custodial wallet, one that we own. But now I feel like we're just adding more damn confusion. Like, like in a way, like if, you know, getting people to set up a, a wallet within like the Starbucks app, I mean, yes, there's like the whole seed phrase conversation and what you can't share and don't share and you can't reset your password type of thing. But I think this is a, a weird slippery slope because I believe we are technically injecting more confusion into the market to get people onboarded, kind of, and then we're going to have to now onboard them in a whole different path. And you know why I, I'm, I'm so, uh, you know, kind of, I'm, I, mean, I wouldn't say I'm fired up, but I, I'm very passionate about this is because guess what? I did this for many of you that are listening to this podcast right now. If you signed up for Rally and to get an ADHD coin, or if you wanted a Rally NFT, guess what you did not have to do? You did not have to create a wallet. You did not have to go and get a MetaMask or a Coinbase. You could literally just go to rally.io, create an account, connect your you know credit card, and buy my creator coin with ADHD coin. Or if you wanted to buy one of our Mint 365 NFTs that we sold out of back in December, you could have done so without ever having a MetaMask wallet. And so I'm actually not speaking from uh, projection here. I'm actually talking about what I found was, holy hell, I got people into creator coins and into the layer two NFTs, but I did not help them get into layer one or mainnet NFTs or even be able to view them in open sea. And I will tell you one of the biggest things that I heard, one of the, the things that I heard over and over again was, Brian, I love that I bought your NFT, but it sucks that I can't show it off like everyone else in my community because I tell them that your NFT was the first one I bought and they tell me to open up my MetaMask or what is my OpenSea account. And for them, that is kind of like, you know, it's almost like we're, we're letting them play ball, but not in the stadium, right? Where it's, it, there's like a, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. And I, I will say if I had to do it all over again, I would have never launched NFTs initially on the layer two blockchain, even though I could do them for free. Rally created a very uh, nice, seamless uh, marketplace. But for me, it was hard enough to onboard people into Rally. And then I had to go a step further and onboard them into MetaMask. Now get this. I have the option with Rally to actually migrate this, the Rally community that is on the layer two over to Solana. Well, guess what that means? I now have to teach people Solana. I now have to teach them the exchange on how you exchange um, on the layer two of Solana. And I also have to teach them how to create a phantom wallet. And they're going to be like, wait a second, Brian, I got a MetaMask wallet after you already told me to get a rally account. Now you're telling me I need another one. And, and I say all of that because like we are, this space is really um, you know, chaotic at the moment, right? And I do believe we are going to find a way to inject our seed phrases into a secure component of our iPhone. I would actually probably argue, I think iOS 18, when iOS 18 rolls out, this is my prediction. You can 
Uh, don't take it to the bank. And of course, not financial advice. Do your own damn research. All of those things that we say. <laughs> but I will say iOS 18, I believe, will roll out that inside of your Apple wallet, you will actually be able to have a localized, decentralized, <laughs> localized and decentralized sound like they should be countered, but they're not, um, a decentralized wallet on your iPhone. But between now and then, right, between now, you know, if it's either going to be in our bank account or on our iPhones, that's a long way to go. And I just, I'm a little, I'm not a little, I'm very concerned on where the education goes as a whole, because I do believe Starbucks is going to do amazing things for this space. But the question becomes, are they, are they helping people onboard into web three? Like, like what their, you know, their announcement says, right? Like they literally have said, you know, in their, in all of their, you know, I'm looking at their press release right now as we're recording this and I love it, right? Like they're, they're, they're talking about the sustainability of the polygon chain. Uh, it reduces the carbon footprint. Um, and this is like, this is the quote here at the end. It says, this is just the beginning. Starbucks Odyssey is one of the ways we are reinventing the third place to meet our customers where they are. We can meet them in the store, we can meet them on the go, or we can meet them online. We are creating an accessible, digital, third place community, which, why would they call it third place? No one likes being third place. Second place is the first loser. Third place, nobody remembers. We should, uh, I, I would argue that back. But they say digital third place community enabled by Web3 technology where Starbucks reward members and our partners can connect through unique experiences and come together around their love for coffee. And that was said by Brewer. I'm not sure if Brewer is the CEO or where Brewer is quoted in this list uh, uh, near the top of this, uh, of this press release, but I'm just going to put it out there, you know, as a whole, as you know, like I'm, man, I'm, I'm excited I'm also concerned because you know what I'm thinking as an educator? I'm going to have to have so many different onboarding education plans that I'm going to confuse myself on how to educate new people coming in this space. Because now we're going to have to say, do you have experience with layer twos? Do you have experience with you know, non-custodial reward NFT solutions like a Starbucks? Or have you never heard of any of that? And we want to set up a MetaMask or a Phantom wallet or, or whatever, you know, a Flare wallet or whatever the wallet is for all of these different blockchains. Now, one could argue, this is like arguing about Dogpile and all of those search engines that nobody remembers existed, right? Like, you know, the, whatever that, you know, it's, you know, Google was the, the 42nd or 52nd uh, search engine. And there was probably a lot of discussion about, you know, all the search engine confusion. And, and there could be a time in the future where we have less blockchains and more layer twos. And, you know, this is becomes more of the, the norm as far as, you know, uh, removing the, the decentralized conversation. Because here's the last part I want to say on this, on this uh, episode around this topic is although the, the term, you know, blockchain with Polygon was mentioned in the press release, although the phrase Web3 and Web3 technology was integrated a bunch in this, not only because I love that they call digital world, they call digital ownership. I, I really enjoy that they, they brought all of those things into the conversation. Now they're removing crypto from the conversation. I'm actually okay with that. But the thing that I think was also really interesting in what they omitted from the conversation is there is nowhere in here the phrase of decentralization. Now, when I talk about Web3, I talk about Web3 being the decentralized stage of the internet 
But if we are not giving people the the option or helping them create a uh, you know a non custodial wallet, well, they're not decentralized with where they're storing things. And if everything is living on a third party marketplace, the marketplace isn't isn't decentralized. Although we also know OpenSea is not decentralized. Neither is Looks Rare. They have decentralized backends. They have centralized front ends, which is why you can store stuff on, on Amazon and such um, within your metadata. But I guess this is a very long, excited rant. And maybe none of you care like I care. And maybe um, this is just me really you know, trying to tap into the lessons that I've learned in the past. Because the more layers we add to the different ways people onboard, the more education gets complex on onboarding people into this space. Like we're going to need, like I have the getting started, just getting started podcast here. For those that, you know, aren't familiar, we have 11 episodes that we curated in your own podcast episode. So if you're like, where do I get started or how do I get my friends or family into NFTs? You can check out that just getting started uh, podcast. We'll, we'll put a link to that here in the show notes as well. But I almost feel like I'm going to need a just getting started via if you're coming over from Starbucks journey stamps and then we're going to need one from like, if you're just coming over from a non-custodial or a custodial wallet, like I really, I am a little bit um, like overwhelmed on the, all of that. But you know, I think the, the bigger picture of this is, you know, we had the doodles announcement yesterday. Doodles was evaluated at over $700 million. They were funded their series a there with over $50 million we also had Nissan jumping into the the, the play um, with NFTs, uh, collaborating with FTX. Um, we also had uh, you know a fairly large announcement uh, come out around the NBA is also rolling out another phase of their um, of their uh, NFT journey with Top Shots. I mean, I'm telling you, so many exciting things for this bear market right now. But are we going to look back six months from now and say, "Hey, it's great that people now." think they know what Web3 is, but they don't really understand it. Are we going to look back and say, we wish we would have helped people just get a wallet in the first place because now that they have things on their non-custodial wallet and they have things on their custodial wallet and they just want it all in one place and we can't provide that to them, are they now going to give up and never come back to the space because it's, it's an added layer of confusion? I hope not. I know it'll be my mission. I know many of your missions to not make that happen, but uh, we will see. But shout out to the agency working with Starbucks. If I remember the name off the top of my head, I would give them uh, love because I do feel like um, of all of the brand press releases, of all of the the videos, of all of the way the words that were choose, I like. I feel like they chose every single word correctly. And just to qualify, I I quoted that at the end of the um, the press release. It's actually Brandy Brewer, which I can't believe that's her real name. Brandy Brewer, and she's a Starbucks executive VP and chief marketing officer. I mean, was she born to be Starbucks CMO Brandy Brewer? Sit with that for a second. Like, how how funny is that? Like, I mean, if you were going to hire a CMO for the largest coffee company in the world, I think you would hire the CMO with the last name Brewer. But uh, yeah, kudos to the Starbucks team. Shout out to the agency that made it work. And uh, we will see what the future holds and we will adapt. We will educate and we will hopefully go to where all of those amazing Web3 newbies are and welcome them into the space. Of course, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Crypto Business Conference. Uh, if you want to check out the Crypto Business Conference, there's some amazing speakers there covering a wide variety of topics from metaverse to creator coins to NFT projects to NFTs for brands. Um, you can check it out at socialmediaexaminer.com slash NFT365. And of course, you can also 
um, check it out to get an on-demand ticket. There's actually on-demand tickets available. So if you can't make it there, or maybe you're listening to this uh, podcast, uh, you know, later on or, or, or closer to that, to the date of the event, um, you can actually jump on it and get the on-demand ticket and consume this uh, content where you want it, when you want it, and how you want it. And let's face it, I think that's the future here in Web3 is uh, it does seem a little bit like, you know, a little bit of Burger King. You know, we want it how we want it. We want it, uh, the customers always right. And but I also think there's, you know, we're in interesting times where I don't think we're ready for, for mass adoption. But I do believe growth adoption is where we should be focusing. And I tip my cap to Starbucks because they are definitely going to be one of the leaders, lead, you know, moving forward on growth adoption and Web3 technology. As always, my friends, until tomorrow, make it a great day. Cheers. The Mint 365 Collection 100-Day Countdown is on. We're counting down to November 11th when we'll auction off all 365 NFTs as one collection, including a custom mosaic of all the art. Want to bid on this one-of-a-kind Web3 time capsule? For details, keep listening to NFT 365. If you found this helpful, let us know by leaving a review. Like, subscribe, share, and do all of those good things. We are greater than me, and as always, this show is not financial.